Hello, belly dancers. In show number 15, we featured a damn sexy dance move and costume tip from fabulous dancer Ellie Shaba. This show number 16 is taking it up a notch with a full interview with another fantastic performer and producer, Mahin. This is Alicia Free, a badass belly dancer, musician, and real food enthusiast, here to help you feel a little lighter. Each show will dive into music that makes us want to dance. We'll share secrets of looking smoking hot in costume and everyday life. We'll dote on delicious whole food that makes us glow. And I'll throw in a damn sexy dance move you can try at home. Normally we start with a danceable ritual, but in this show we're going to jump right into the interview with Maheen. Here it goes. Maheen of Phoenix, Arizona is honestly one of the most knowledgeable and easy to understand belly dance teachers on planet Earth. And she's lovely and a highly skilled performer with her own band that composes music specifically for dancers. That's right. The dancers tell the musicians what they would like and the musicians create the songs for the dancers. Maheen is an entrepreneur an artist who also loves to do business, my kind of lady. She owns One World Dance and Music Studio, where she teaches and films. Maheen has on-demand classes available online and offers private online lessons. She collaborates with other dancers, and together they reach a big audience. She tours the U.S., teaching and performing to both recorded music and live bands. That's actually how we met. Maheen danced with a guitarist named Don Bargiano that I play with in a band occasionally, and he introduced us. And she gives so much valuable information away for free to her subscribers and followers on social media. Maheen has created and posted over 500 videos on YouTube. She has 8,400 plus subscribers, and she sends out multiple emails a week, three emails a week right now to her list with helpful dance ideas, thoughtful questions about dance, and fantastic dance videos we can learn from and just enjoy. Her blog is rich with info on rhythms, costume tips, tips for dancing with props, and dance combos often paired with popular danceable songs. Maheen is inspiring. And she actually has a BS in exercise science. So that informs her teaching style with lots of muscular explanations and body mechanics. Maheen, do you have anything to add to that? Well, I actually went back to college to get my exercise science degree after I had been teaching for a while. After going through college and learning more about body movement and things like that, I really rearranged my entire approach to teaching beginners movement. And I feel like it has given me a better way to kind of read bodies and kind of decode what may be going wrong with movement when students are having trouble with something. It definitely has been beneficial for my dance. Maheen, you always pick great music for your YouTube video series, Belly Dance Quickies, where you teach people combos and give them different dance ideas. What danceable song would you like to feature in this episode? Danceable song. You already featured one of my favorite songs in a prior episode, which is Lama Badi Arathana. Probably one of my other favorite songs is Fokonakal. It's a Syrian song, a Syrian folk song, but it just has such a wonderful melody, and I think it's not heard very often. Years ago, when I was dancing at a Lebanese family restaurant, I had a setrack recording. It was just a full set from setrack, which you know, back then a lot of us used. <laughs> I sat down at the table between the sets, 
and one of the family friends said, oh, I love that song. And I'm like, well, which song? And they started to hum the part. And I was like, what is that song? Because all it says is set track, set one on there. And that was my favorite part of the set. And that's when Jimmy told me the name of the song and told me the whole thing about the title. It's spelled two different ways. People have disagreements about what the song title actually is. It depends on how you break the words and how you write the sounds down. And I guess there was a misunderstanding about the title and people liked the misunderstood title better. One of them is Above the Palm Trees and the other one is I've Got a Friend Up There. And I don't remember which one was the original title without looking that up, but they said people seem to like the mistaken title better. And so it's just got this funny story about the title, but that's not really what I love about the song. I love the melody. I wish we had known that last night. We would have played it for you. Yes, I wish you had known that last night too. Now that I know that you guys play that, I was like, why didn't I know this? <laughs> That was our band Taksim Ithaca playing Foganachel. As a side note, I was researching this song Foganachel after this wonderful interview with Mahin, and I just want to add that many folk songs are claimed and shared by different countries. Political borders cannot restrict the actual movement of music. After TV reached the Middle East, this song was made famous by Iraqi singer Nazem al-Ghazali, and the border between Iraq and Syria was drawn in the 20s, I believe, so the song could be older than that. Who knows? According to the post about Fognachel on ArabicMusicTranslation.com, the title, I've Got a Friend Up There, makes sense because the story behind the song is that there's a poor young man in love with a girl that belongs to a rich family, and he sees her on her big house's balcony, and of course he's tortured by her beauty and his unfulfilled love for her, so this lovely girl could also be above the palm trees in a balcony. One anonymous comment on this article said that the first verse's image is this man staring at the sky and remembering the face of his love with the help of the moon. And in Arabic literature and poetry, the perfect feminine beauty is always compared to the moon. Another comment on ArabicMusicTranslation.com said that the song is not a folk song, that it was actually composed by two Iraqi Jewish composers, Saleh and Daud al-Kuwaiti, like the city Kuwait it looks like, and their names were erased from history by Saddam Hussein in the 1980s, and then this song and many others that they composed were claimed as folk songs. Interesting possibility. I had the honor of performing with Iraqi-born Jewish musician Yair Delal in 2016. Before that, I mistakenly didn't realize the contributions so many Jews have made to Arabic music. I mean, I'm familiar with Ladino music from Spain and whatnot, but I guess I hadn't realized the more recent contributions. Arabic music means it's written in Arabic or from an area where people of any religion speak Arabic, right? I also had the honor of performing with another Iraqi musician named Imad El-Taha in 2018, and he was a violinist in Saddam Hussein's orchestra, where he was kind of a prisoner until he fled. You could actually hear a clip of Imad, this Iraqi violinist, playing in the introduction to the Saint of Truth section that's at the end of a lot of these episodes. There are a lot of ways to spell this Arabic song, Foganachel, in English. You can spell Fog as F-O-Q or F-O-G. The middle word, L, Fog L, could be A-L hyphen or E-L hyphen or E-L-N-A merging into the next word. So try a lot of different spellings. I put at least four versions of this song on the Belly Dance Body and Soul playlist on Spotify. So that will help you become familiar with the song and some of the spellings if you want to Google it and research it more. And in case you're curious about what rhythm and macam this song is in, the rhythm is Belody. You can remember Belody because it begins, Belody begins with a double doom. 
doom doom tech doom tech doom doom tech doom tech and the song is in the makam hijaz which western ears often identify with the call to prayer coming from a minaret let's get back to the interview You've had so much experience performing with live musicians and working together with a band and with groups of dancers with a band, even doing choreography with groups to live music, which is really amazing. I know that takes a lot of work. What do you wish someone told you before you started performing with live musicians? The audience values genuineness more than they value stunning technique and they want connection. And I think that there's two ways to go out and perform. And some people may not agree with this, and that's okay. You can go out and be ready to show off, or you can be out there ready to give something. Over the years, I've learned to see the difference between those two things. And for me personally, I so much more enjoy watching the dancer who comes out and genuinely opens up and works with the music and connects with the musicians and just goes out and truly enjoys themselves and the crowd enjoys it more. I feel like when you go out there with the thought that you're going to impress, then you're so focused on what you're doing and you shut off the channels that help you connect with the musicians and to help you connect with the audience. Something feels less about that to me. You know, I enjoy the other one more. And I like to bring that kind of a attitude when I go on stage with the band. I want to be in that moment and I want to really soak up that music and just be there with the people and, and do my best job that way rather than being so concentrated on I have to get every technical fancy move that I know in. So that's something I wish I knew earlier. Let's do some dancing. Damn sexy dance move. What damn sexy dance move would you like to share? <laughs> I think a clock Maya is a really good one. Maya is a vertical eight downward and a Maya is actually named after Maya Medwar. Maya Medwar was a dancer in Los Angeles back in the 70s and 80s. She must have done it a lot because the movement got attached to her name. Anyway, so this is a vertical eight downward from a basic posture position. You're going to start, let's say, with your right hip up and your right hip comes up straight up towards your rib and then it starts to reach out to the side and then from there cycle down and then as the right hip goes down the left hip goes up and over so it's as if you're drawing a figure eight on the wall in front of you I call this a clock Maya because it wants you to think about looking at yourself from the top of your head down as if you were looking down onto the top of your head one of these would follow the horizontal line that is the line of your hips facing forward now if you rotate that 45 degrees on the center so that your right hip is 45 degrees forward or even just maybe 30 degrees forward and then you come back to flat and then you take your left hip forward and you do there and then you come back you can see you're rotating you're rotating on a horizontal plane there so if you can play with these mayas like that where you go over on the right over on the left and then you start to twist and your right hip goes forward and your left hips aiming back and then you come back to flat and then you twist the other way and then you really can start to have fun with that when you play with the music because you can change the timing and you can do three like a slow quick quick before you switch over and then you can play even more with that because then you can start to level change with it and then you can kind of start to sink and come up and do some things like that and it really is a beautiful way to follow a melody line or a vocal line I think it's really fun I was enjoying doing some of those while you guys were playing Texans last night <laughs> so Mahin and I did a show together last night at Ithaca and it was really fun yes it was <laughs> Mahin when you were describing the move just now I was trying to do it in my chair <laughs> I was actually having to do it in my chair to describe it because describing it without actually moving is really hard. 
I'll put a link to a video of this move in the show notes. And I keep adding helpful free dance videos on YouTube and Instagram and Facebook. Subscribe and the moves will keep coming. Now let's take a moment to dote on delicious whole food that makes us dancers glow. Featured light in my body food. What is one vegan whole food ingredient that you love? Bulgur. I love bulgur. <laughs> I use it quite a bit. I make tabbouleh, but I know that traditional tabbouleh is a lot more parsley than bulgur. However, my personal way of making it is to have a lot more bulgur than parsley because I like it to be a grain dish. And my house is a grain dish, and I realize that's completely not traditional. I also make one that I learned from one of my Lebanese girlfriends. It's bulgur and tomatoes, and it has cooked onions in it. And and it has tomatoes and it has cloves and allspice in it, which gives this really amazing flavor. I love it. And I also use it when I make my stuffed peppers. So I love bulgur and sometimes just cook it up plain and throw up my salad. Let's play dress up. Make you shine costume tip. What is one costume tip you would like to share? A costume tip, especially for people who are just starting out building their costume wardrobe. And this is advice that I got from my teacher when I was starting out is to have a gold or silver bra and belt or even better, a bra and belt that has a mix of gold and silver on it because that will get you very far. You add straight skirts, you add circle skirts, you add layered skirts with two different colors and you know, all kinds of things that you can do with it. And a gold and silver bra and belt is something you can't go wrong with as a great first investment because bedla is expensive and bras and belts with lots of beading are hundreds and hundreds of dollars you can't afford to get a lot of them and sometimes people go for these you know newer less expensive egyptian style costumes with the pull-on skirts and things like that and they're pretty and they're nice and they're comfortable and they're easy to put on but you have one outfit and it'll always be worn exactly the same way. Whereas if you have a silver or gold or mixed bra and belt, you have as many costumes as you have skirts. And skirts are cheap. <laughs> if you have a costume tip to share, please send it my way via Facebook or an email through my site. As Will Durant said, we are what we repeatedly do. So let us repeatedly do what the divinely lovely do. Feel good. Look goddess habit. What do you think about right before you go on stage? I like to clear my mind in the years out the hips. It's not just a title of a workshop or something. That is my philosophy for dance in a nutshell. And so I'm the person in the dressing room who's not getting all chatty with everyone because dressing room energy is kind of frantic and you get people who are like, they're listening to their music and they're all chatting and they're all excited. And I find it really distracting. So I try and find a quiet corner for myself because I just like to clear my head. And right before I go on, that's what I want to do. So I just want to clear my head and I want it to be empty so it can get filled up with music and I can just have nothing else in the way. I just want to like a clear channel. I think of my brain kind of as a channel that holds water and I just want nothing in the way. I just want to take the music and that's all. If you have a feel good look goddess habit to share, please send it my way. Let's get real. Saint of Truth. What do you think about when you're dancing to choreography? Is it different than what you're thinking about when you're dancing to oh, live music? Oh, radically. 
<laughs> okay, let's have a moment of realness here. <laughs> I do choreography all the time. I do it with my troupe. And honestly, whenever I am doing choreography, moment of total honesty here, there is always something in my head. If I mess something up, I'm going to let people down. And I have to learn to get out of my head. You know, I mean, we rehearse a lot and we pretty much always get it right. You know, some things happen occasionally. <laughs> but yeah, that's something that I have to work very hard to keep out of my head because I value so much what we put on the stage as a group for Dreams of Arabia. And it's actually the exact opposite of improvisation. It's concentration. It's being super aware of everyone else on the stage in a really technical way of exact movements at exact times. And spacing has to be right for everything to go right and is the exact opposite of improvisation where my thoughts are not disciplined at all. And I don't want them to be disciplined when I'm doing improvisation. But when I'm doing choreography, they have to definitely be disciplined. And I, as a person, as an artist, definitely lean towards the improvisation side and that is my happy place but I'm also super happy when I'm up on this stage with my dreams of Arabia ladies doing something that later I'm gonna look at and go wow we nailed it so yeah it's worth it it's a less comfortable process to me but it's still one that's worth it the times when you're doing choreography with your troupe dreams of Arabia and Mm -hmm. you don't nail it or they don't nail it and y'all get off stage how do you as the director as the head of the troupe how do you take the next step after that I'm really fortunate to have an awesome group of women. I just chose these ladies so deliberately and I'm so glad that when I asked them they said yes uh, because we're all really drama free and when we go back and we look at it no one blames anyone else. We look at it and we go okay that didn't work out. Why? We're all very analytical people also <laughs> which, which really works. Then we're like you know what that spacing is just too small or we're too far away from each other to make that line work. We're always about problem solving and I think that's one of the really wonderful things about this crew of women, we are all focused on the end product. And we're not focused on what is making one person look better. It's not a competition. We're a unit. And when we look at it at the end, we just go back and we were like, what worked? What didn't? Why didn't it work? We'll figure it out. Fix it. That's it. So like I said, we're a no drama troupe. And I've purposely grown the troupe very slowly because I don't want to be large at the expense of having exactly the right people for the artistic environment because we're very collaborative. Everyone we bring in has proven that they have a work ethic already, has already proven that they're contributors that they have a collaborative personality and we've chosen really well so far I I love those ladies I miss them I haven't seen them in a week I miss them Tell us about something big and exciting that you're creating for all of us. One big exciting thing that happened this year in particular was that the Belly Dance Quickies got its own website, which was so awesome. I can't thank Kinsey enough <laughs> for making that happen. All of the videos I've been putting out for years, you know, they're not all migrated there yet, but all the new ones that are coming out all have a permanent home on the website with more information about them. And it's also the hub for the blog. So the blog is now in the same place as the videos. It used to be scattered off into another site. And also all the information for the lecture series and for the online classes, everything's all in one place, which is really nice because it makes it easier for people to find other things that might be useful for them. You know, the purpose of the quickies really is to be a community service to to give people things to practice at home when their classes are on break or as extra things and short practices. Start 
starter ideas, hopefully it sparks an idea for someone and to give a more well-rounded aspect to the education, which is exactly how it started because it started as uh, something that I wanted to do for my students so that I didn't have to spend class time showing them a classic video of a dancer that I was mentioning or referencing in a combination. You know, you don't want to take the time to give them a lot of history on what Saidi style is in class. I'd rather teach them this stuff and say, hey, go read this article. And that's how it all started nine years ago. <laughs> and then it just grew and spread. And I was like, you know, just make this available to everyone. Why not? Just people are asking to share it with their friends who are across the country. And it just kind of happened. It just kind of happened. And it grew into all of this. And it's been wonderful. It's bellydancequickies.com. We went very direct and easy. So it's super easy to find. And like you're saying, it's now written in blogs. So people can go there and type in words that they're looking for, something they're researching and find it that easily. Yes, it's going to be quite a process to move all of the full YouTube videos over there so they're indexable over there by category and by by level and by theme for things like these are Zill videos, these are prop videos, but that's a long process and we're definitely working on it. So right now the new videos are over there and the blog still needs some sprucing up too because when it got migrated over some links are broken and things, but you know, everything's a work in progress. But again, just like it just like live performance, you know what? It's better to have it out there than to have it be perfect. It's all there and it's accessible. It's better to be out there and be real than to wait till everything is perfect. My favorite boss used to say, don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Mahin, it has been so wonderful to have you on A Little Lighter. And honestly, when I get to hang out with you, I feel a little lighter because you have such a great attitude about dance and about life and travel. And it's just really wonderful to hang out with you. So thank you so much for sharing your expertise, your wisdom with our listeners. And we hope to have you on the show again at some point. Oh, thank you so much. I really enjoy your podcast. I've known you since before your podcast and I love hanging out with you. I'm so happy we got a chance to meet last year and to work together again. Because yeah, yeah, I just I'll feel a little lighter around you too. <laughs> I hope you've enjoyed the show. Please subscribe and let your friends know what you got out of this show. Dance with me on YouTube, listen to the music I've selected for you on Spotify, and try some free vegan recipes on AliciaFree.com. This is Alicia Free, hoping this show helped you feel a little lighter.